0: Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Jesse DeLillo. Jesse, tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Um, so my name is Jesse. I've been investing in real estate for the past uh, 13 years. Uh, my family and I started in tax lien investing and then got into Wholesaling and fixing and clip. Now we're working into commercial and some new construction. O- outside of real estate, uh, I work with a couple people. Uh, we have a partnership with a real estate tech company. Uh, we resell some real estate tech products, and um, we do some coaching and marketing for individuals as well. So uh, it's another side business that we have going on. Uh, uh, company is called Get Crazy Leads. We do lead generation. Um, automation for people so we set up fully automated lead gen systems as well as um, walking people through and coaching them through how to use the actual uh, platforms that we're on so that's a side business outside of the actual active real estate investment but um, that's pretty much what we're
0: involved in right now so there's so much to talk about now i even put more things in in my head than before okay uh Well, what we originally were going to talk about was, like, the distance real estate investing. Um, Jesse lives across the country, invests in different markets, very similar thing that what we're doing uh, with uh, doing it from Canada, Um, so he's doing it from probably similar (laughs) on a distance. Um, (laughs) Maybe we'll talk about that a bit, and then we'll talk about, you you know, some of your other businesses if we have time. Um, so yeah. tell tell us a bit about what you're doing. You're, you know, I know you're in California, right? Or where are yeah, you now? Sorry, you're yeah. always moving around. Every time I talk to you. Yeah. So this
1: this uh, this week I'm in Wisconsin, uh, okay. visiting a friend. Uh, visiting a friend out here, uh, about forty five minutes from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. So it's it's been snowing the last week. Uh, what? That was nice to see.
0: We don't even have yeah. snow here in Canada yet. <laughs> we have
1: uh, four or five inches here. Um, Whoa. And it's it snowed for like four days straight and it accumulated like right away um, I, I hadn't seen snow in four years you know being from California so this was pretty nice to see um, except it's October so I really wasn't expecting it yet <laughs> yeah um, but we, we actively invest in Western Pennsylvania and in Florida uh, normally I'm in San Diego California our business is base, uh, based out of Southern California So we got involved in the Western Pennsylvania market first doing turnkey rentals with an old business partner. Mm -hmm. And then we got into the larger fixed input projects down in the city of Pittsburgh, where it's a little bit stronger of a job market. Um, Transitioning into the commercial space, that's really what we got into fixed inputs for, was to build up enough capital to eventually buy apartment buildings and other commercial units. So that's what we're working on now. We're uh, closing one up November 30th and then we have uh, our other our other business in Florida uh, we're going to be starting a, a container home project down there so it'll be our first one of those new construction uh, we stack up shipping containers weld them together and you know turn it into a house so that's um that's a new market a new uh a new sector that we're trying to enter there um uh, seeing how it goes you know it's 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 all new for us and there's not a lot of people doing it uh the one thing we like about it is doing it in Florida it's, it's actually Wind hurricane proof is what they say, you know, 200 mile an hour winds is what it can withstand. So better than a traditional house. So we'll see how it yeah. goes with that. Um, we're kind of just testing the market on some land that we've owned for about 10 years. Um, you know, if that's a success, we have uh, four or five more lots that we'll be building on down there as well, so.
0: That's really interesting. I like the the, yeah. the container sort of thing. Um, I don't know much about containers. So like one of these questions might be like really dumb, but. Yeah. Would the would the like water not just sit on the roof, like, and slowly, or what do you do there?
1: We actually put a facade on everything. Um, okay. A, a real a facade. We don't want to. So my my idea is to not make them look like shipping containers. Kind of surprise people with, oh my gosh, it's a shipping container. You know, when you walk in the home, it, I don't want it to look like a shipping container. Um, you know, our architect and, and designers are working on making that happen. Uh, they're putting a nice like brick, uh, stone, and stucco like siding on the on the outside. Um, roof panels that that actually drain, so the, the water's not sitting there. Uh, what they do is they actually seal. They they put a rough screw coating on the uh, shipping containers, you know, as everything's together, and then we we mount uh, mount to there. So, I mean, I don't have all the I don't have all the, the technical <laughs> no. inside of it. Uh, that's why we hire those guys to do that, but. Um, yeah it's gonna look like a it's gonna look like a regular house it's gonna look like just a modern you know very sharp edged home um just something something kind of like you see in in the hollywood hills now there's a lot of uh, people building like these modern looking homes and they're they're just like that and a lot of the modulars kind of look the same as well
0: is there any advantage to using these shipping containers other than the, the hurricane Proof?
1: Yeah, structurally they're they're a little more structurally sound. So the 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 goal is to not be, um, it, you know, it's a more sustainable way to build, right? Because okay. you're because you're upcycling an old shipping container rather than you know stick built homes. That you know when you when you see a lot of these builders building these stick built homes, they within three to five years they need work and they need some of them need major work. I mean, it's, they slap them up as fast as they can in their toothpicks, yeah. right? It, I mean, we we see it all the time. You see a house that's you know slanted this way and it's brand new. It's like what you know what happened there? So yeah. these uh, the the goal of these is to not have to do maintenance. You know any major maintenance on it for you know close to fifty years. That's that's really our goal with that is to build a sustainable home that's actually you know long lasting um, and good for the environment. So we're, we're
0: and so like for these thing. things, do you like bolt them to the ground? Or you just put them on a slab. Like what's uh... yeah yeah. But, you know,
1: they they sink anchors into the concrete and then they get bolted and I believe they weld the bolts on their after okay. so it's like
0: extremely sick. <laughs> no i, I kind of had this idea like two years ago i had a person come on the show from talking about like the hurricanes in puerto rico and they're like oh you can invest the same way as you invest in canada because we're like uh you know affiliated with the united states and so you can get the same kind of loans and everything else and i was like yeah but it's just gonna blow away i'm like what about those shipping container homes then i i got looking on aliexpress and you can buy like these shipping containers already like you know electrical run and the uh drywall already done and i was like huh but i'm like then i gotta ship it from here i'm like how do i get it from the airport it just sounded like a logistics (laughs) nightmare and then getting the foundations and everything going but i was it was a cool idea um (laughs) <laughs> anyway totally off off topic but i, I thought that was uh, I, I thought it was a great idea especially for these areas where there's a lot of hurricanes and stuff To and if you can make it look pretty like that sounds awesome um so are you just building these on like the land you already have or are you looking for different spots for these
1: so i have uh we have we have some land in uh port charlotte my parents had bought it originally to retire there. Um, but my, when my father passed away a couple of years ago, um, my mom said, you know, she really didn't want to, she really didn't want to live on the Gulf side. She wants to live on the ocean side. So um, we figured we'll build, we'll build that, uh, see what it sells for, and then do a 1031 exchange into a condo or something for her on the, on the, other, side of, uh, on the other side of Florida. Uh, the one thing they mentioned, the storms, um, we've been talking with the company that, that's designing them for us. And uh, one of the one of the concepts was to just have the pre-built done un- ones, like you're talking about, right? Yeah. But uh, give them the ability to build off of it, so, so you can put that down after a storm hits, hook up all the utilities, and then build off of the back traditionally or with more containers. So that's kind of a an idea we've been tossing around. Um, you know, with with major storms happening and and yeah. uh, you know climate change, there's there's a lot more. Um, there 's a lot more devastating storms happening, so if we can come up with a solution that uh, the the biggest problem would be stocking them right you 'd have to have you a know, hundred or two hundred of these containers sitting around that um, you know you 're paying for so I think that would be the biggest challenge and then you know connecting with a, a, a agency like FEMA for the storm relief, but at the end of the day, like you would still have to have you know a hundred of those sitting in a warehouse ready to go at all times so
0: um, so you, you just I mean, mentioned like where where are you finding these those so you can just go buy them one at a time then
1: uh you can you can find them anywhere i mean you you can look on ebay and get them the, the guys that uh the guys that we're, we're using they actually source them for us um and they source the the, the contractors to do the work as well so uh, okay. it's kind of a turnkey service for us uh, that's that's how we like to set everything up you know more of a uh, hands-off you know situation we go, we still go there we project manage we're there um checking on the projects we actually hire a project manager for like the, the florida project especially because that'll be a new thing i want to be there yeah um, hopefully we can start that by mid to end november and i'll actually drive down there from here in wisconsin um getting out of get out of the snow for a little bit and enjoy uh, some florida sunshine but
0: so you Um, said i just caught a key word there you said when you want to be there so you're from california you're now in wisconsin so you're going to go whenever you're doing all these projects in pittsburgh and florida and stuff you actually travel from california to see all the projects
1: yeah i try to i try to go um every two months every two to three months we're, we're there so i like to uh i like to see the project just it's more of a uh it's more of a comfort thing for me, knowing you know I'm put, I'm putting investors' money in there. Uh, we raise private capital to do all the deals, so I'm responsible for that happening, and I want to make sure that um, you know that their investment is protected. So by me being there, it gives them a little bit more comfort. We can FaceTime and walk through the house you know, they can see what their money is actually going towards. So I like to go there for that reason, as well as I used to actually do a lot of the trades. Um, a lot of my summer jobs between high school and college were all uh, in junior hockey, were all, um, you know, trade jobs. So I like to go there and see and make sure, you know, with, with, with my construction knowledge and experience, the things that are being done right uh, and, and just monitoring the crews and making sure that we're getting the highest and, and Best work that we can out of everybody.
0: So, awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's also you know it's a,
1: it's a tax deduction as well when you when you right, uh, go out to see the
0: and you're going to Florida, so it's not like it's a little bit it's a little nicer than Wisconsin. I've been
1: I've been driving too, so I have put about six thousand five hundred miles on my truck since uh, the end of July, and you know it's just another couple thousand down to there
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome i remember when we chatted before um i'm i just kind of got it kind of in my head you were saying something about buying on canals and water that that's the florida stuff or is that the pittsburgh stuff Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's that's the one one, uh the the one that we're building on now it's got about 100 feet of waterfront it's on a uh, tonic canal that leads right out into um, I don't remember the name of the river, but that goes right out into the Gulf. So I think okay. it's like a 30-minute boat ride out to the Gulf. Um, but it's a, it's a really – that's actually the most expensive part of it is, like, you know, the the seawall, the dock, the boat lift. Um, it's all the accessories, like the outdoor kitchen, the pool, everything that we're doing there. Uh, the actual home is not is not too expensive to build.
0: I don't know if you're allowed to give away your secret sauce, but, like, what kind of – what does what does it cost to build one of these container homes, and what do they kind of sell for?
1: Um, so we have the, the cost of the actual home is around three hundred dollars. Um, we're we're building a luxury model to start. So yeah. the idea is to just like a traditional new construction builder, right? They they build their highest and best start. You walk in that and you go, ooh, I want this, I want this, I want this. And, um, so we're we're trying to really model that structure, um, you know, model that that. Uh, That business model and and seeing how it goes, Um, but this one, the total cost of the project is going to be close to 450 to 500,000 depending on, you know, the final quotes from the seawall. The after repair value, the the retail price we've had. Several realtors run it for us just because we don't know, you know, everything yeah. about the area. Plus, nobody really knows about the container homes. It's such a new project. Um, we've had uh, we've had estimates from six fifty to around eight hundred thousand. Uh, so, that's and that's, and that's <laughs> the high end, you know, the high end ones. So we'll yeah. see really what happens. At the end of the day, if if we break even, um, you know, at the six hundred price point, we're making money, right? If we uh, if we sell it for more, obviously that's something that we're gonna to continue to pursue. If yep. not, we break even, you know, it, was it was worth a try and we'll uh, try it again, you know, maybe with a, with a scaled down model, right, something a little less high end, maybe not as much uh, money we put into the outside, maybe making it look more like a shipping container. So there's, there's a few different options that we have with these um, and it's a whole new venture. So we're, we're, excited we're excited just to get the project started and you know, do something with this
0: land that we've had for almost 10 years. So you said yeah, this land. So is it like one piece of land? Did you have to sever it up? Or are you treating it more like um, a condo or a mobile home park where it's all like buying lot space? Or
1: something? It's between two HOA communities. Yeah. So there's no HOA there, which is nice. Yeah. And there's um, I think there's eight or nine homes built around it. They're all you know traditionally built. They were built anywhere from three to twenty years ago. So they're you know. There are some options there for us if this one goes well to pick up the vacant land around it and, and continue to do that. Um, and then one of our partners uh, has, has some land there as well. They have four or five lots um, that are, they, they've been owned free and clear for many years as well and they haven't done anything with them. So that's the, uh, it's interesting. We both had lots in the same area in mean, Port Charlotte, Florida, which is about an hour south of, of Tampa. Really, the goal would be to build this. You know, see what it sells for. If we have, we want to do a pre-sale, obviously. You know, as fast oh, yeah. as we can. Um, and then, if we can get that, we'll be picking up. You know, as many lots as we can in that same neighborhood, and just kind of turn the whole neighborhood into a container
0: home community. Cool. So you're. We'll go back to the distance investing. So for this distance investing, what do you? Uh, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages you're finding?
1: Um, some of the advantages are uh, just just the freedom of your time. Uh, so when we, we're working in California actively, uh, one of the biggest challenges is like you're always there, right? You're always there, you're always monitoring it. Um, so you have a project manager who's there that you're paying to be there, but then you're still showing up, you know, standing there four hours a day watching people swim hammers. That's not really a good use of your time. Um, yeah. And, and you're c- continuously driving by the project going there for things picking stuff up it's like those are things you're you're really being an active employee there and not really being the owner of the business so um one of the biggest advantages was the uh, the freedom of time and then the, the barriers to entry are extremely different from working in southern california you know a house that's burned to the ground is you know five hundred thousand dollars because the land it sits on right uh, we can get a similar property in, in Western Pennsylvania for hundred grand, right? It, it, so just being able to do that, um, it was easier for us to raise capital on projects that are out in the Midwest because you're not raising as much capital. So for raising four or five hundred thousand dollars on a project rather than a million dollars on a project, it, it's just a little bit easier to get things done. Um, we have a lot of good, good, solid investors that we work with. Um, yeah. That continue to extend more and more, um, you know, like lines of credit, almost to us to uh, buy more projects and get into larger deals. So the more we're able to, we're able to turn them a little bit faster. We don't have, you know, the same permitting process that we do in California. Um, that could take three months in California. It can take two hours in Pennsylvania. Well, pre pre COVID, right? You, a contractor <laughs> would walk up to the permit desk and get the permit. And you'd leave that same day. California is not the same process at all. So um, there's different, different regulations, there's different codes, there's different tax benefits. Uh, we, we just enjoyed the Midwest market. Um, the, like I said, the barriers to entry really make it attractive. Uh, the amount of inventory that's there, uh, the profit margins, the, um, a whole lot less competition than in Southern California. So we're, we're able to compete uh, Pretty easily, like in the Western PA market, compared yep. to Southern California, where people are overpaying for every house. So that's our our big disadvantage is really just getting out of these uh, oversaturated markets and moving into you know the less the less known but still you know still very
0: strong um, housing markets. Gotcha. Because part of me always wondered like would it not make sense just to go live in florida not even to be by the investments not for that reason but are they not like a no tax state you could save yourself some income tax that way or does, does it have any implications to you even if you're in a different state uh,
1: so, uh, so one of one of the goals, goals with the with this container project like i said is to get my mom down to florida she wants to retire there but uh we'll register all of our businesses that in, in, uh, in florida Rather than in California, so we still have to pay a tax to California. Uh, yeah. We're incorporated in, in, in Wyoming. Um, all of our LLCs are out of Wyoming, but we still have to pay a um, a, a California tax just because it's California and we like to tax you. Uh, so if, yeah. if you know, if and when my mom gets to Florida within the next year or so, we'll be um, moving everything out to there and uh, we'll be able to you know no longer have to pay California taxes.
0: That is one thing I never talk about on my show. When you said Wyoming, it made me remember. I'm like, and so I know the answer, but why Wyoming? Why Delaware? Why do people register in these these states?
1: Uh, it's the tax advantages and the an- anonymity, right? Yeah. Um, so Wyoming does not disclose who owns the LLC, and they never disclose who owns the LLC. Yeah. So when we, uh, when we register our LLC there, uh, no one will ever be able to know who owns that, right, unless I tell them. You know, obviously, you know, I own this LLC. Yep. It's registered in Wyoming. People yep. know that, right? But yep. um, the anonymity in the, in the, uh, and the tax uh, benefits, you know, of being registered in those states rather than in California. You know, if our LLCs were in California, we'd be, uh, we'd be paying a much heavier tax than we would, you know, registering them in Wyoming.
0: What's the registration fee for Wyoming? Because you're going to have to pay Wyoming registration every year, and then you're going to have to pay, you know, your Pennsylvania and your Florida. I guess I assume they're underneath or they're in the same corp. Yeah.
1: So the um, the annual fee in Wyoming I think is like a hundred and twenty bucks maybe,
0: or it was forty it was
1: forty nine dollars, but then you pay for the registered agent, so it's like hundred and forty nine bucks uh, for the year. It's five hundred dollars to start the LLC. They send you all the paperwork, you know, it takes, um, they have a 24 hour turnaround if you need it. Uh, they also, the, the company that we use does age shelf companies. So if you needed, you know, if you needed uh, three years of, for example, you're going after business credit and you need three years of, you know, business experience, you can buy one of these shelf companies from them that's, you know, been doing that, so
0: there's another show we could talk about buying shell companies <laughs> may have to have you come back to talk about that um because that, that's a whole other topic i've never covered on the show too which has always been interesting to me um so yeah I, it sounds like wyoming's fairly affordable Delaware's a little more expensive than that um and probably florida's your more expensive uh um, permission to operate more than everything else yeah. florida's fairly expensive
1: yeah, we'll see how uh, we'll see how that goes. Like we still, since we still haven't uh, broken ground or anything on the project, we haven't registered um, to do business in California yet. Uh, okay. Pennsylvania is fairly cheap. Um, I think that was only a couple hundred bucks. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't too bad. We only need it for the LLC that's working there, so uh, we try to keep everything under the one parent LLC, and then um, you know each project is in an individual one. So.
0: Gotcha. No, it's very interesting, and we like. I could go off. I have to make some notes afterwards, and probably do another four shows on just different side topics of this to de- go a little deeper. Um, anyway, Jesse, if uh, people want to get a hold of you, they're interested in your investments or um, investing or information, how do they track you down?
1: Um, you can you can just go to investwithjsj.com, um, or just type in my name in Google, Jesse Gallo, and uh, everything will show up. So. I'm an open book, you know. I'm pretty uh, happy to help anybody. Um, one of one of our biggest things is just giving back to the community and giving back to other real estate investors. So we tried to uh, we we actually launched a virtual meetup that we do once a month. Uh, it's called the West to East Virtual Meetup, where we just pro- try to provide as much value as we can to people, provide networking opportunities. Um, starting another sort uh, sort of, sort of a, along the same lines, but it's going to be on on commercial syndications i'm um, starting that uh within the next couple months as well with uh, with an investor another investor from Pennsylvania who owns about 1,400 units uh, personally so he wants to get into larger syndications as well we've decided we should you know get it get, get, get the same get the same thing going right just just spread knowledge and connect people and and see what happens out of it especially on like the syndication side because if you can get some people in there with with decent experience, like I I have good experience as far as capital raising goes. Um, So that's obviously Obviously important for setting up these GPs or the limited partnerships. But if you can get other syndicators in there that have ran deals before, it makes the whole process a lot easier. So we're looking forward to getting that started as well.
0: I'll probably have to have you back on again, but thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: I appreciate uh, I appreciate your time and I'm looking forward to um, being on
0: here again. You know, I, I feel like we keep we keep going off in different directions, so there's 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 tons of people to talk about.